Hi, good evening everyone. Um, as mentioned, I'm Stephanie Glenn and very happy to be here this evening. Uh, ARP um, campaign just started this year in Virginia. We all know fraud is not new, um, but ARP is new to providing it as a resource and education material. And the reason being is we found that um, 50 plus, um, mainly our elderly or older um, adults, are becoming vulnerable victims of fraud. But what we realize is that fraud is um, a victim of all ages. Um, newborns with birth certificates and social security numbers are getting frauded all the way up to however old the oldest person in America is. And so ARP felt like this was an issue that we truly needed to talk about. We needed to bring awareness to and um, as you all know, our founder is Ethel Percy Andrews, and she started this company over 50 years ago to protect the financial security of those who are retiring and um, living their best lives as they age. And so with Ethel protecting financial security, it's the same thing with fraud. We know if someone takes something from you as valuable as money, as we age, it's gonna be hard to recoup that money back. And so we wanted to bring awareness to all, um, and that's why I'm here this evening, so I'm happy to be here. Um, ARP doesn't claim to be an expert on this issue, but we have resources that we can help complement the triads or your local sheriff department, um, crime prevention um, program that's in your local area. We're just adding an additional resource. And with that being said, um, we do have a unique twist that others may not have. What we realized was, and you'll learn more about it during this presentation, is if, if, if people can understand why and how they're being scammed, there'll be a better understanding, and hopefully with a better understanding, they can avoid being scammed. So um, ARP was able to do some research, and you'll hear about that in, um, in this presentation today, stemming over 10 years. And what they did was did a um, myriad of different uh, video re recordings, actually interviewed con artists who were performing these scams and frauds to ask them why and to ask them how. So we were able to spend the money and the research on that to figure out what is in the minds of the con artists. Because if we, again, if we understand better, we know better, and that way we can do better when it comes to fraud. So I'll just go ahead and get started. So today's agenda, we're going to talk about um, fraud trends and behavior. We're going to go over the con artist playbook, which is how and why they do what they do. We're going to practice a little bit of how to spot fraud. Um, I'm going to tell you prevention resources that we have available and uh, the resources of the actual AARP Fraud Watch Network um, and let you know how you can sign up for that this evening. What, do, what would you say is the top three scams in Virginia? And you can just holler them out, raise your hand. Home improvement, okay. Anyone else? IRS. IRS. Yeah. Debt. Debt. Yeah. Very good. Identity theft. Identity theft, yes. Anyone else? All those are very true and are happening in Virginia. And some of you mentioned this in top three frauds, imposter scams. That's the IRS piece. Identity theft, someone mentioned that. And debt collection. So I think another gentleman mentioned that 
Absolutely right. These are the top three scams um, in Virginia. And some people ask, um, I get the question oftentimes, um, why these three? Um, these are just the most common. They're the easiest and the quickest way to scam an individual. Um, and they are ages, ages old. So it's been happening for so long, so it has huge popularity. Here's another trivia. Um, when I first started this um, fraud presentations across Virginia, uh, this used to say every three seconds. Well, within a couple of months, it went down to every two seconds, someone's identity theft is stolen. So here's a trivia. How many people have their identity stolen in a given year? That's just people um, in general. Any guess, A, B, or C? Um, very good, but it's actually B, but we are climbing, I'm sure, to 21.4 million. Someone is being scammed every second of the day. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be surprised if this is already outdated. All right, second question. How much is stolen through identity theft um, as a whole? A, 4 billion, B, 11 billion, or C, 16 billion? That is where you are correct. This is a $16 billion industry. So someone says, well, how does this keep going on and why does it keep happening? There's your answer right there. Um, the scammers and fraud are collecting cash, hard-owned cash, individual cash money. And so it's a huge um, billion-dollar industry. Uh, identity theft trends in behaviors. Who remembers when your... Um, your Medicare card had your Social Security number on it. <laughs> that people, organizations, ARP was one of them, fought very hard against having Social Security numbers on that card. And uh, lo and behold, they won and, and now is removed. Also, who remembers your Social Security number being on your driver's license? Yes, that's <laughs> um, that too, we won and have, have that removed. Um, identity theft is very simple. Um, it can happen anywhere. Your trusted doctor's office, if someone's there who is not honest, it can happen there. Um, but the way that you can protect yourself, uh, it used to be common that you would write your social security number on your checks. That too is no longer uh, necessary. Um, anytime that you uh, pay a bill, um, anytime that you um, use your banking information, anytime you have personal um, mail coming to your home, this all makes you susceptible to identity theft. And we're going to talk a little bit later on how to avoid that. So just keep that in mind. Investment fraud. This guy named is Steve. Uh, he looks like he'd be related to Warren. <laughs> he is actually an investment bank, uh, investment, uh, investment broker, excuse me. Uh, at, at the time, he was 52 years old. Um, he's in the business. Very smart, educated man. Well, he got scammed at a $40,000 investment opportunity. Now you would say he should know better. Um, how in the world, but who knows the old phrase and saying it, it, 
uh, it's too good to be true, right? right? If you catch someone on any given Sunday, too good to be true can absolutely turn into um, a yes to the scammer, and they got you. So uh, he did not receive his money back. Um, it was gone forever because it was an investment. So it wasn't like it was through a banking system or anything, um, and he know better. He knows better. So the lesson here with this gentleman is, I like to tell people, anyone can be scammed. Um, no matter your education, no matter your age. Um, I say this to women, I don't know if this is a little sexist, but who knows um, when you're feeling good or down and you go shopping and, and you just might buy something on an impulse just because you feel either really, really good or you feel really, really bad. And that's why I said that any given Sunday, someone can come in and um, uh, catch you at a good time and you might just be like, you know what, this might be my lucky day. So you're always susceptible. Online and offline scams. Um, online scams through email. This one is so huge. I know the IRS one goes through email and phone. Um, the other one is banking, your banking institution. It has the logo. It has the president's signature. And um, with all that information, um, they're asking you, hey, we've been fraudulated and there is some scam out there and we need to, you to verify your password and user ID. And well, when you do that, someone on the other end is not from your banking institution and they scam you. How to avoid that? Whenever you receive an email and or a phone call from a banking institution asking you for personal information, walk into that institution to verify. Don't call the number back walk inside and I bet you nine times out of ten it's going to be a fraudulent um, experience. They're never going to ask you, no one's ever going to ask you, including the IRS, any pertinent information personal over the phone. And if they're calling you for a particular reason or issue, they already have it, so there's no need for you to verify. This couple um, retired and they have children and grandchildren. Um, this woman was getting phone calls. She's married to her husband um, from a scammer. Uh, he had a very great story. Um, uh, he told her, well, if you give us um, $10,000, we will in turn give you a million. Uh, she thought, oh my goodness, this is a way out. This is a way that we can, I can secure my family's um, financial situation for generations to come. Well, they kept calling her and she kept giving. Hundreds of thousands of dollars, they, she was out. She never told her husband so she had to. By that time, the money was gone. There was no trace of the scammer. She, she saw, talks about how she, lose, how she lost the trust of her husband and she failed her family because the uh, legacy that she was trying to build and leave for her family is now dwindled away and gone. So that's why these are the top three um, fraud and scam. They usually have the, the biggest impact and collect the biggest amount of payout for a scammer. So I talked about um, in the beginning about the con artists and what ARP wanted to do was go into the actual um, brains of the con artists to find out how are they doing what they are doing. If you see here in this picture, um, it's 
tapes upon tapes upon tapes. Um, they have taped cons um, leaving messages on voicemail. They have taped con artists making phone calls from jail, still continuing to scam people. And so someone once said, you know, well, why and how do you allow a scammer to get you? And I think about someone, and you may know them, that's home all day. Their one source of communication to the outside is the telephone. And so I'm going to play this video recording. It's a little hard to, uh, to hear, um, meaning that it's a little harsh. But if someone is home and their phone is ringing 20 times a day, they're getting these recordings left on their voicemail. So you tell me, if you have someone who's home all day, majority of the day, and they're receiving these threatening phone calls, because someone says, simply just don't answer your phone. But if you're feeling like you're being attacked in your own home, what are you supposed to do, right? Now, we all know this call ID, right? Yes, we have call ID. We're going to report that number. Um, who knows that nowadays that there's the throwaway phones and you can report the number all day long, but by the time you report it, that con has already gotten rid of that landline or that phone, and so there's, just, there's no trace. But the key to it is... Um, when you, when someone, okay, the key to it is trying to get the word out. So if someone is an advocate or you know someone who's being a victim um, with this, there's a couple of things you can do. Um, there's ways that you can change your number. There's ways that you can alter your, um, your um, what do you call it, your answer machine. And ultimately, um, truly and truly, I know some people just turn their answer machines down during the day check it periodically and that way they don't have to listen to it all day long and if it comes up they can just press and delete it so that's one way so these are con artists and um yeah usually this doesn't work but i want to talk specifically about jeremy shipman um jeremy is um, a con he was caught and um, put into a prison he was doing a couple of years. He didn't get caught for any big numbers, but in, in, and he didn't even get caught for scamming. I think he, it was something like driving with an expired license. Well, you would think, okay, Jeremy does scams. He's put away in jail. Well, guess what? Jeremy was using his one phone call to call individuals and scam. And I wish I could play it because his, he's an actor, really and truly. He has several different um, vocal levels he can sound like anyone from a different nationality. And what he was doing was using his one phone call from jail to call individuals. And he had someone working with him on the outside to go ahead and collect the money. Um, and we asked Jeremy, just like they asked um, the other two individuals, well, well, why are you doing what you're doing? And he simply said the answer to it was, my job is to get the person emotional, put them in a, a heightened state of emotion. And if I can get them in a heightened state of emotion, then I have them. So see how cocky he is? <laughs> you think he went to school for, for being a con artist, but that's the type of attitude that they have. Think about it, it's a $16 billion um, industry. Um, the FBI and all of the um, triads, police departments, are working uh, around the clock, truly, 
to try to catch these types of individuals. And the best way to try to catch the individuals is by you and I. One, um, through our Fraud Watch Network reporting what you hear and or going to your local police station. But also the other piece is to just say no. There's no offer too great. Um, there's no situation too amazing. The old age saying that if it's too good to be true, it absolutely is. With the ether um, heightened state of emotion, um, they prey on individuals. So who has gotten a phone call? So with the um, scamming people on the heightened state of emotion, they use you um, uh, very cleverly. So they may ask you some simple questions like call you up, and they probably already done some research and say, you know, is your husband home? Knowing something may have happened to your husband or he's no longer there. Or is your, are your grandchildren um, 18 years old? And what they're trying to do is bring you in emotionally, try to find some type of connection to you to um, continue a conversation. So then if you keep talking to the individual, you feel like, you know, I know this person and I can share. I was in another presentation, and the, uh, one of the individuals said, well, you know, the guy on the phone, because she was a victim of uh, fraud, the guy on the phone sounded so nice. He was just such a pleasant, you know, young man. And that is their job to be exactly just that. But my question to her was, let me ask you, if you were, let's say, on the street, and someone walked up to you trying to mug you and take your money, would you be as pleasant to them then? And she said, no. I said, well, this act through the phone, through email, just as the gentleman said, as, is as dangerous as you being mugged on the street. And I think once people start to understand that, when they're encountering these individuals, they will, a light bulb will go off and say, no, because you do have the power. You can easily hang up. You could easily say no. You could easily not ever respond to that email and forward it on. without. There's no obligation for you to have to interact with these individuals. Because once they feel like they get you into their crux, they have you. So persuasion tactics. <clears throat> now we're getting into understanding how a con artist is reeling people in and how they get them heightened. Um, these are within um, the three top scams. These are the things, um, these items here listed are ways that they lure people in. So one is phantom riches, uh, profiling, scarcity, source credibility, and fear and intimidation. Let's look into phantom riches a little further. This is the um, individual, like I talked about the woman earlier, who if you send me you know, $10,000, I send you a million. Um, there is no check. There is no money. You're not going to get rich, <coughs> period. I don't care what they tell you. It's not going to happen. For example, I have a check for you for $232,000 that I have been holding for over a year now. Well. If they've been holding it for over a year and they found you, they, they, you know, okay, well, you all could have given me that a long time ago. Um, that's probably a scam. I'm sorry? And where's the interest? That's right. <laughs> See, she's a smart woman. Um, and the grand prize is 
$25,000 in cold, hard cash. Again, there is no money, there is no check, there is no lottery, you're not gonna win. The Florida lottery is up $30 million this Saturday night. If you join our club, you will have 4,800 tickets. That's 48 chances to win. There is no lottery, there is no check, there is no cash, there is no money that we encountered through um, the research that ARP did. And um, this man, he lived alone, had a daughter, and he would get these checks in the mail with his name on it and amount. And he would have to, you know, buy, buy some type of, um, let's say, a, like a trinket or, or a, a toy or a, a, a lamp. It would be something kind of silly. If you buy this, you win, you'll have chances to enter into winning this cash. He loved to get in the mail his name with the amount of money in the check on it. Well, his daughter came to visit him one time, and he had a second bedroom full of just stuff. Well, he never won the big money. He spent hundreds of dollars, hundreds of dollars on purchasing these items. They say, you know, a boat, or you ever see the magazine. If you buy this magazine, you'll get, you'll get entered into this. And so it, it just never came to pass. Um, he was so embarrassed because he was um, locked into it. He kept doing it. It was almost kind of addicting. He knew that he was hoarding now all this stuff in his home. And so when his daughter finally found out about it, you know, he was simply embarrassed out of all, this, all of his money. And there was absolutely nothing they could do. Phantom riches. Profiling. I talked a little bit about this earlier. Um, uh, they call you on the phone and, and they start probing, probing. If you don't mind me, my asking, how long has your husband been deceased? Let me ask you something. It sounds like you have a wonderful home there. How much is that? How much is your mortgage each month? These questions may seem very, very harmless, but nine times out of ten, they've already done research on you, or they may just simply have your name and your age. And so they know, well, there's probably some Social Security coming in the home. Maybe there's a retirement check. And so they try to profile you. If you tell them how much your mortgage is, they have your name, your age, your mortgage amount. Who knows when you're trying to get a mortgage? These are things that they ask you, right, prior to getting a new mortgage or when you first were getting your mortgage. Um, so they ask you these questions. So they can be doing profiling information to steal your identity to now open a mortgage up in your name. And you've given them everything that they need to know. Scarcity. Um, I'm going to tell you two different things on this. Uh, we only have four units left on this investment offer, so you need to make a decision soon or you will miss out. Um, you were one of only 17 people selected to win this grand prize. Um, there are only 24 hours left before this offer will expire, so you have to act now. Um, I had a godmother that used to always tell me, <laughs> never make a hasty decision. Um, if the opportunity for that if that opportunity passes due to a time limit, then it just wasn't meant for you. Sounds simple enough. Well, who all knows when you're in the crux of it? You see that timer maybe going down. A good place, not saying that they're scam, is like a HD, HSN or QVC, and you see on the side where the numbers are flashing buy this purse, okay, that, that color of that purse is out, now there's only two left, and so you're, you know, you're feeling the adrenaline, you're like, what's going on? I, I want the purse, I'm running out of time, and then you make an impulse buy. Well, if you're on a fixed income, 
or if you're a teenager on a fixed income, um, or if you're middle aged and you're trying to build for your retirement, making these frivolous pur um, purchases, dig into your financial security, dig into your savings. And so scarcity is one way to get you height heightened up, excited, thinking that, oh, I really truly need this, this whatever the item is, and you make an impact pulse why. Source credibility, um, I am a senior vice president here with an MBA and certified to deal with seniors, and I believe that there's a, uh, this product is exactly right for you. I could be actually selling you a product today. I could stand up here and say, Lori invited me here, <laughs> and I am selling AARP pamphlets, and I am the president of the Fraud Watch Network, and I'm here to tell you that this is a credible purchase. Just sounds silly, right? Well, that's sometimes just as simple as it is. People put their own selves into um, a situation, and it's imposter scams, um, and it's done all the time. Anyone can put an emblem on an email now, and anyone can call up and say that they are someone. Nine times out of 10, hmm, 10 times out of 10, the president of the bank is not gonna call you. 10 times out of 10, the president of ARP is not gonna call you. Um, so just, just saying that to say, when you get these calls like this, a source of credibility really means absolutely nothing. Fear and intimidation basically says, once I've got a hold of a victim, I will never let go. Even when they told me they were out of money, I would never let go. Go borrow the money from somewhere, Northern Virginia, um, I did a presentation, and um, the uh, woman was telling me she caregives for her father, and her father wasn't wasn't um, uh, high in age, um, but he had some ailments which made him had to be cared for. So he wasn't, you know, um, too much of an older adult. And she said that um, scammers were um, threatening found out that he had a daughter and threatened that if she, if he called to tell her that they were asking for this money, that, they, that she would be killed. The only way, because he was petrified, that he caught, and I'm talking, he was bringing right to the local food line through, at the MoneyGram. He would bring the money there, um, $10,000 at a time, um, bring the money, input it and so finally one of the clerks at the grocery store alerted someone and that was the only way fifty thousand dollars later um, found out it was a scam they couldn't even trace the guy um, he had no intentions of harming they usually don't typically i don't want to say never but typically no intentions of harming the daughter he's out of fifty thousand dollars it could have been avoided had he just said something but what he was petrified he had been um, intimidated. And thank God the clerk just thought it was weird this man was coming up every other day and depositing um, quite a bit of money through the money grant system. So, well, um, the problem with it is the person who probably, um, who he was sending the money to um, was uh, not in the country um, and surprisingly or not, their laws are different than ours, and their systems are different than ours. So he didn't use his right, you know, name or or location. Um, the only thing they did have is where he actually did the MoneyGram to, 
but there's no, there was just no guarantee that the individual was there. It's such a string. The individual making the threats may not even be the one going to the money grant to pick them up. They can send sometimes even children in to collect. So you just will just, sometimes you just never know. To my knowledge, he wasn't caught. Sometimes you can catch them off guard if you start asking more questions. Um, uh, if we had more time this evening, we would actually do a, um, I had uh, one class write out uh, a script. It sounds very trivial and silly, but you would be surprised if you have a script ready by the phone, you can simply you know, amuse yourself, read it verbatim <laughs> off your card or off your paper, um, and you'll be surprised how the um, con artists will flee from that. Um, so absolutely, you know, if it sounds too good to be true, asking more questions or say, hey, well, if I won this money, you don't need my account. There's so many different things that you can do to get me that cash that I don't need to give you anything of my, any one of my personal information. Um, so since you started the conversation, we'll go into strategies of prevention. Um, this is basically what all the con artists agree on. Um, they want to get you excited. They, they're banking on getting you excited easily. Um, they're banking on that you don't consider why, remember that understanding why, why this is a scam. Um, don't ask questions. Um, I know a, a lot of people, one of the easiest things you can do is say, send me something in the mail if it's a, um, a charity trying to solicit funds or if it's a uh, product or service that sounds too good to be true. Nine times out of 10, and let me ask you, how about let me ask you this, who has said that to someone on the phone, send me it in the mail? Okay, who has actually got, received something in the mail? That might've been legit. <laughs> but out of all the hands that went up, there was one that actually received something in the mail. So they don't ask questions. Um, and they don't read the information. When there's an email that is sent out with information trying to receive, um, get your fraud, or if you receive that, you won that check in the mail, the actual check comes in the mail. Um, nine times out of 10, there's some small print somewhere that will answer any questions that you need to have. Like it might say something like, your chances of winning is like one and it's like a ridiculous number. That kind of gives you a red flag to let you know, let's say if it's one in, I don't know, 10 million or something like that. That's probably an indication that um, it's a scam. Um, and if you keep reading on, it's gonna tell you exactly the stipulations regarding that money. Nine times out of 10, it usually is, um, you have to give something to receive it, um, or you need to give some information um, that's very personal to receive it, and that really truly is a red flag. So read all the information. If it, um, if, if you have questions about it, don't be afraid to ask someone. Um, and we go back to all the time, that rule, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Um, things that you can do, um, never buy or make a buying decision in a heightened state of emotion. If someone is pressuring you, I don't know how, I don't care how much they are, um, like this young, uh, young lady said, you know, just simply say, I'm not buying anything today. You know, you know, you won't care. Now, as you saw the con artists, they might call you back, right? Because they're relentless. Um, but in that moment, you can stand firm and say, I'm not buying anything today over the phone. 
Um, ask more questions than you answer. Um, read the product. Don't let the salesperson control you. Um, I think this is so key, that, that's, that sentence right there. You really truly have the power. Yes, they could be very scary. Yes, they can be very um, engaging. They could actually be very personable. But um, you can control whether you make an action or not. And um, I always just say, just don't. If it's not your personal relative, even if it's a long lost friend who, who you haven't talked to a long time, and you get that email, because I've seen them too, and say, hey, I am in Croatia, and I need you to send me $30,000. And it's your dearest friend from college, or you went to high school with them, um, check into it. Check into it. Um, and, the, and the refusal script. Um, I know it sounds true. We had a good time in the last class. We had a little bit more time. And we went through and actually wrote them down. It's just really just good to have. Um, I always tell the facilitators who go out, be careful if you hear someone in, in the room who's very boisterous. I would never be scammed. All you have to do is hang up. Well, there's some, just for as many people as there are so strong like that, there's someone in the crowd not, not that way. Um, that's just how we're all just different. And so I, hate for, I would hate for that one person be made to feel bad because they're not, they're not accustomed to just hanging the phone up. You know, it's not their fault. They're being scammed. Um, so for that type of individual, a refusal script is really, really good. All right, so what you can do, um, this is, I like to share this with all the classes um, before I get into that. What I didn't realize before doing fraud is that anyone can purchase radio space and anyone can purchase TV space. So you know how you see the, the um, infomercials and or you'll see sometimes, not even late night, but just sometimes you'll just see, hey, there's a product. It's usually a cost. They usually give you a great deal, and then they tell you how many is left. Well, anyone can purchase this space. Um, any con artist um, can purchase this space and um, sell you widgets, anything um, possible. Um, so I say that to say, I used to think watching TV is, you know, you know, not everything on TV is true, but I just didn't realize that not necessarily anything that we see is, is, is real. Um, there was a scam, one of the videos that I, I skipped over, and the individuals were selling um, a, it was at the time before internet, huge, um, largely took off, but it was a mobile internet computer. It was really big, um, someone's shaking their head. Uh, they hired, the company hired a local celebrity, I think it was the former Batman, um, to do this commercial. And they sold hundreds of thousands of these things. They didn't have hundreds of thousands to sell. They might have had 20, and all those hundreds of thousands of people who paid that money um, uh, were out. Now, they were able to um, catch this company. I think some of the, those individuals would reimburse their money, um, and some of the con artists went to jail. But that just opened my eyes, just to think, even when you see things on television, um, it's not always what it seems to be. Even on the radio, the same thing. Um, the other piece of it is um, whenever uh, you see 
um, individuals, um, oh gosh, whenever you see individuals who um, are at your grocery store, sometimes you see them at the mall, and they're asking you for your information, name, address, sometimes phone number, and there's some type of prize, avoid it. You're not gonna win. <laughs> um, those are one of the biggest scams, um, and I think that's why largely um, the um, stolen identity is so huge. Putting your name, address, and phone number is the gateway to get to your identity. Um, so try to avoid um, those types of sweepstakes, I think they call it. They sometimes have them at the local fairs and festivals. So just try to avoid um, those particular situations. Um, so those are two things I wanted to make sure I mentioned um, today. Um, protecting your social security number and in, in personal information. We actually are going to have um, November 16th, no, I'm sorry, October 16th. In, um, in Virginia Beach, we're going to have a scam jam. Um, it's going to be at the Virginia, Central Virginia Beach Library. And what we're, the, one of the purposes, we're going to have a shredder truck, truck there. Um, two things, um, shredder material, everyone. Um, do you go out and buy a shredder? You could. Um, there's some agencies that will um, do things that we're doing that you can attend. If you see that type of event, go to them, pile up all your information. Um, that is the one way that people are getting um, their identity stolen. Um, if you cannot, um, um, you don't have to go to a shredder event. If you, if you don't get a shredder, um, there's a marker that you can use. Um, don't just draw one line over it. Rub it until it, the paper gets wet, and that way it will dissolve your information. Um, so important. There are people out here who are in trash cans for that one particular reason. Bank statements, um, even something as simple as your Dominion bill, potentially. Write that stuff out, okay? ARP has a, um, um, a new ambassador for fraud. Who's, uh, who saw the movie Catch Me If You Can? Yes. Okay. That gentleman um, now is an ambassador for fraud. After he um, did his time in, in jail, he came out, I think, 10 years later or so, and started working for the FBI. Because the FBI wanted to know how in the world did he do it. If you ever get a chance, watch the movie. But that actual man is now an ambassador. Go to our website, um, arp.org slash Virginia. And if you grab some materials, you, you can see the website over there. He talks about that. And he said that um, if you do buy a shredder, the ones that just go straight up and down, any con artist can take their time and put that stuff together and, and, and see exactly. Even um, the credit cards, if you try to run that through, if you ever lift it up, your card is nine times a 10 still intact. So he talked about the cross. What is it again, cross? Cross cut. And he said that is, um, it will be unrecognizable. You won't even know. He said once you go th goes through that type of system, you won't even know what it was. Um, monitoring your bills and your financial accounts, please do this. Even if you set yourself a timer to do it quarterly, um, there is a lot of um, 
medical fraud out there, uh, two ways. One, you could have gone in because you sprained your wrist, but your doctor's office, someone in there, billed it as you had open heart surgery. So that money is paid out, no services were ever rendered, and it's a waste of, of, of taxpayers' money. The flip side to that, um, monitor your um, financial accounts. You may have a regular account that comes out every month, but if someone is in your account and they just take a little out at a time, and I'm talking a little out to where the point of over years, you look up and it was a couple of hundred thousand dollars taken just from a little bit at a time. Review your statements. Um, watch over your credit report. Protect your pins and passwords, which that's sim you know simple enough. Um, protect your information online. Um, protecting your mail. So you can opt out of a lot of the junk mail that you get. One of the things that I like to tell people, when you go on vacation or if you travel for an extended period of time, go to your local post office and stop your mail. It's very simple. You can go inside or you can do it online um, because that is a, a sure indicator, one, that you're not home, so that puts your home in danger, but two, um, you'll, your mail will be more susceptible to be sifted through. So that's a tip that I like to tell all the time. People talk about the do not just do not call registry. You can do it, but I tell people nine times out of ten their their phone number is not registered anyway, or and it's a throwaway cell mobile phone. So the registry is not really um, the way to go these days. Um, verifying charities. If someone calls you up again, I ask the sheriff office sheriff's office myself. They do not solicit money over the phone, okay? Do not. So that is like one of the number one biggest um, charities that a lot of people get phone calls for. They are not collecting money. You already pay them because we pay our taxes. <laughs> so um, this is the Fraud Watch Network. This was a, a little bit abbreviated. It can go a little longer. Um, but if you know someone or yourself in fraud, there's a number. Um, if you take some of the materials over here, um, you can. there's a, a toll-free number that you will get an actual live person if you want to report fraud. Or you can just go to the website. It is a myriad of different um, resources and information. The one thing I want you to walk away from today with is to actually tell someone what happened here today. Um, they talked about about 85% of fraud could have been avoided if that one per if the person had made a phone call before they actually acted on um, the request of the con artist. So just keep that in mind. And what the guy from Catch Your Can talked about, he doesn't want to tell people about fraud, right, to scare you. This is not to scare you today. This is not for you to walk around in fear. But we feel like if you know and understand better, then you can be better and then you can help someone else be better. So it's all about protecting yourself and someone else. It's all about awareness um, and helping each other. Thank you so much. This is just a snippet, an overview of what's out there. Um, I encourage you to go to our, our website to see it. I'm telling you, it's a myriad of different information. You can share your stories. The more that you share your reports, the more that we know so that we can try to catch these guys. And I just thank everyone for coming out tonight.